All right, we'll take it. You know, it wasn't a sweep out west, but the Sabres do have a pretty darn good West Coast road trip. We'll recap their finale of the Sabres After Dark series with the Seattle Kraken here on the podcast. Plus, there's a team in the Atlantic Division that looks unstoppable. We'll go around the division. We'll talk about Sabres and Kraken and also a record broken in the NHL. All ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Really appreciate all our Sabre fans taking part in today's show. Welcome to the Locked On Sabres podcast and making us, thanks for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including our YouTube channel. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, like and subscribe to the show there or wherever you may be listening. Uh, the Sabres fall to the Seattle Kraken by a 5-1 to one score. And no, these shows are not as fun to do after a loss, but we got to do it. There's a couple of things that I got to get to from the Sabres' loss to the Kraken, including Goathead of the Night. There was at least one individual I thought played very strong in this game. There was one individual I thought was horrific. Worst game I've seen in a Sabre uniform in a long time, and I will make the case for him being benched immediately. Uh, That's coming up in segment number two. And in segment number three, The Sabres, uh, of course, are off to a pretty good start in the Atlantic division, but there is one team in the Atlantic that looks unstoppable so far, and it is not, you know, it's not going to be a stunner to you, but it's also not going to be the team that you might have grown accustomed to being unstoppable in uh, recent years. So that's coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Also a record, a very funny record that I love that was broken in the NHL on Tuesday night at Sneaky Joe Sports to follow me on Twitter at Lockdown Sabres to follow the podcast account. Be sure to always hit us up with a question or a comment in either our YouTube channel or on Twitter. And we love reading them here on the show. So a five to one defeat Sabres fall to the Seattle Kraken. They have never beat the Seattle Kraken. It's only their third meeting all time, but the Kraken beat the Sabres easily twice last season. And they beat the Sabres easily once this season thus far. And this game was never, ever, ever close. Uh, Outplayed from beginning to end. And we'll break all of that down coming up here on the show. But it's obviously, you know, 0-3, the worst point percentage the Sabres have against any opponent. The Kraken are the most successful team all time against the Buffalo Sabres, it only being three appearances. little trivia for your friends if you want to whip this out at any point uh, and you're just hanging out with your buddies. The Sabres... Of course, their worst record ever is against the Kraken at 0-3. The team that has had the second most success by points percentage against the Buffalo Sabres is not the Bruins, not the not the Lightning, not the Panthers. Who's been the best against the Sabres all time, not including the uh, Seattle Kraken? The answer is the Columbus Blue Jackets, amazingly. Who would have thought the Columbus Blue Jackets? Because they've not had a proud history. They've not had a successful history. But 
They have 64.5% of their points all time against the Sabres in 38 meetings. So Kraken won and the Columbus Blue Jackets two, Vegas Golden Knights in a very short sample size themselves at number three all time against the Sabres. Uh, the Sabres were dominated in this game by the Seattle Kraken. Sabres only met, registered 16 shots on goal. I don't think they had a good shift until the second period. In fact, Rob Ray on the MSG broadcast when Dylan Cousins scores the Sabres' first and only goal of the game with seven minutes to go in the second period, Rob uttered, that's the bat- That's the first shift they've won all night. That's the first good shift of the night. And I don't really think he was exaggerating. I think he's probably correct. I don't think they had a good, solid shift from beginning to end through the first 33 minutes of that game. It was just a struggle all the way through. They didn't have their legs. They were getting outraced to pucks. Horrendous puck management. Turnovers in their own end. Turnovers in the offensive end that would kill attacks. Just a horrific. I'm going to need a thesaurus today to describe their game. It was one of the worst games I've seen the Sabres put on the ice in a very long time. Certainly in, uh, in the six games they've played so far this season. Uh, looking at some of the stats from this game, the Sabres were outchanced uh, 19 to 17 in favor of the Kraken. High danger scoring chances, though, is really where the number sways way in one direction. High danger scoring chances for Seattle, 13. High danger scoring chances for the Sabres, four. Four in this game. Uh, out Again, 16 shots is all you mustered. It's not like the Kraken had a lot. It's a very low event game all around. 24 shots for Seattle, 16 for Buffalo. Um, the Sabres uh, gave up a couple of odd man rushes in this game, which turned into uh, turned into goals on Seattle's part. Uh, power play opportunities in this game, that didn't go in Buffalo's end. They were 0 for 4. Seattle was 2 for 3. They just thoroughly and utterly dominated from beginning to end. If there is any positive to Tuesday night's game, uh, we'll give it now. Goathead of the night. I'm giving it to Dylan Cousins. Dylan Cousins, I thought, was the only Sabre that was consistent all the way through. He's maybe been the Sabres' most consistent player from beginning to end through these six games to begin the season. Um, Cousins on the night, not surprisingly, one of the Sabres' top forwards in Corsi percentage at 56%. Uh, one of the Sabres' high guys in expected goals for. He was third on the team with 52.5%. Just an overall solid game from Dylan Cousins. And he nets his second goal of the season. And no, I'm not just giving him goat head of the night because I did tell you in our episode yesterday that my bet of the night, prop bet of the night, was Dylan Cousins' anytime goal score at plus 320. Okay, maybe a little bit of the reason why I'm putting him in here is that fact. Uh, but Cousins, I did think, was very solid. When we come back, we'll look at the te- the goaltending situation, the eye on the tendies, how Comrie played in this game, how Martin Jones at the Kraken played in this game. And I've got one individual that I thought played so bad against the Kraken that I would campaign for him exiting the lineup immediately Thursday night against the Montreal Canadiens. We'll get into that, and we'll move on past Sabres and Kraken, I promise, and we'll get into some stuff around the Atlantic Division and also a very fun record that was broken in the NHL on Tuesday night. Both of those are ahead here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by betonline.net. If you wanted to find out where Dylan Cousins was plus 320 as an anytime goal scorer on Tuesday night, BetOnline was the place to do it. Your number one source for all betting on hockey, 
football, the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. It's a very useful tool for fantasy football as well and for fantasy hockey. i got a fantasy hockey team. If I want to see, should I start Alex Tuck or should I start um, Arturi Lekkonen? I'll go see, okay, Thompson er, is uh, my is minus 110 to score a goal tonight, and Lekkonen is plus 220. Okay, I'll go with Thompson. Uh, as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. Live betting, up-to-minute scores for every sport out there, whether it's Champions League soccer, whether it's the World Series, whether it's golf, whether it's boxing. You've got a, a fight coming up between uh, Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. You can check all the odds and the latest news on that fight at Bet Online. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Joe DiBiase back here on the Lockdown Savers podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. When you're done with us, be sure to make sure your second listen is Locked On Today Sports. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app. YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Jody Biasi here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. All right, who was the individual I thought was just horrific in the Sabres loss to the Seattle Kraken, a 5-1 to one defeat uh, to drop to 4-2 and two on the season? That individual undoubtedly was Vinny Hinostroza. I thought Hinostroza was putting forward a pathetic display on Tuesday night in terms of effort, in terms of decision-making and getting the Sabres beat. And it started right away. The Kraken's first goal of the game, uh, which was scored by Jamie Alexiak at the 220 mark uh, of the first period. Vinny Hinostroza with one of the worst effort plays I've seen a Sabre make in a very long time. I can't even remember. This team has been known for their energy and for their skating and for their effort under Don Granado. I can't even remember the last time a guy had such a poor effort play like what Hinostroza put on the ice uh, against Seattle. Um, it's a two-on-two coming back the other way. And Daniel Sprong is the Seattle forward who jumps up into the play Hinostroza at center ice, he turns and looks at Sprung. He knows that he's going to be the guy shooting the gap to try to get to the puck. And Hinostroza, he kind of glides over to the left. He doesn't take a single stride to get back. And it's uncontested. Sprung getting into the zone, gathering the puck. And then here comes Hinostroza gliding through, still hasn't taken a stride. And Sprong takes a shot on the net, and it either hits the side of the net or it hits Comrie's pad, I forget. But the puck dribbles back to the side of the net, and Hinostroza does a flyby, which is a giant, big, fat no-no in the world of hockey. That is something you learn in minor midget not to do. You stop, you battle for that puck, you take the man, you do anything that is not a flyby. A flyby is something that'll get you ostracized by your coach, by your teammates, because that gets seen. That will get seen in film review. That will get seen by the coach and his teammates. And I can't imagine that it won't get pointed out. And it's an embarrassing look for Vinny Hinostroza. It, again, was one of the single worst effort plays I've seen a Sabre make in an incredibly long time. And Alexiak buries the rebound after Sprong kind of, you know, floats it out in front of the net. Hinostroza out of the play, fly by into the corner, 
It's just a horrible, horrible play. Right then and there. I actually watched the game back on Tuesday morning at like 4 o'clock in the morning because I wake up for WGR. So I didn't run to Twitter to tweet about it, but I did think about it. I thought about running to Twitter knowing that everyone knew what the game was. I didn't because I didn't want to know what the score was. I was still trying to, you know, watch the game before I went into work, not know what the score was, avoid it altogether. But man, I wanted, I had the urge to run to Twitter and blast him and argue that he should have been benched right then and there. And it would have been good had the Sabres benched him right then and there because the very next shift, there's another Hinnestroza turnover, and he had another turnover later in the game that led to the goal by Daniel Sprong, the one who beat him on that play originally, Sprong to make it 3 to nothing in the second period. So a horrific game from Hinnestroza. The numbers end up liking him on the night, but I think a lot of it was he was carried by Dylan Cousins. Um, just some poor awareness plays, and that one was just the poor awareness on the second goal that he was responsible for, poor effort on the first one that he was responsible for. And he is not a player that is so locked in and solidified that he should, he has to stay in the lineup to me, Peyton Krebs, not playing in this game, not playing in the game against Vancouver. Absolutely. should go into the lineup over Vinny Hinostroza. And I might want to predict that happens because I, if I know Don Granado, he saw those plays against Seattle and he's going to, uh, he's going to put Krebs back in likely for Hinnestroza. We'll see, though. I have no inside information uh, in knowing that, but a horrific job. I almost need to create an award just for that, the Andy Delmore Award, something, uh, to to describe how bad I thought Hinnestroza was in this game. Cost the Sabres at least two goals. Eye on the tendies for this game. Still don't have a chicken sponsor. We're working on it. Uh, Eric Comrie stops just 19 of 21, 24, excuse me, on this night. So 19 of 24 shots, not a great game from uh, Eric Comrie. He did get left. He got left out to dry a lot. So I'm not putting a lot of it on him, but he certainly didn't bail the Sabres out when they were playing really poorly. Uh, By the way, 19 saves on a 24 uh, shot night. That is a 792 save percentage. That is not good. Uh, Martin Jones, in this game, Martin Jones only stops 15 of 16 shots. And I mentioned earlier, he only faced four high danger scoring chances. He had nothing. There was no challenge for Martin Jones. And he was the game's third star. I have no idea what the Seattle media was watching because Martin Jones didn't do anything in this game. Yeah, he stopped 15 of 16 shots. whoop de doo There wasn't a single great save he made in the, in the entire game. He's still a horrible goaltender, one of the worst backups in the NHL. Uh, and he's Lucky the Sabres were only able to muster 16 shots in this game. All right, we'll move past this one, though. Three of four on the West Coast road trip. You take that. You absolutely take that. The positive sign, positive note here is we're six games through. I saw a stat from, I think it was Jay Fresh Hockey, that the Sabres have had the fifth hardest schedule to start the year. It's only six games, but their strength of opponent for the first six games was fifth hardest in the NHL and they come out of it four and two 11th and expect some of the expected goals four rates. I, I think, you know, this is a pretty favorable result for the Sabres to win three of four out West. Um, and it's exactly what they needed. If you told any Sabre fan, they were going to start the season four and two with that schedule, uh, a game against Florida, a game against Ottawa who made upgrades and then a West coast road trip. And you said they're going to win four of six, every single Sabre fan would have signed on the dotted line. So even though Tuesday night was a horrible effort, I thought, um, and just a bad game overall, not a good feeling after that one. Um, I think we're still happy with the way that that the road trip played out uh, by a lot, uh, three or four. All right, when we come back, we'll sail across the Atlantic. Which Atlantic team looks unstoppable? 
right now. We'll get to that and also a very fun NHL record that was broke on Tuesday night. That's ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Welcome back to the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase at Sneaky Joe Sports to follow me on Twitter uh, at Lockdown Sabres to follow the podcast account. And uh, if you want to, you know, listen to our counterparts, be sure to hit up uh, Joe Marino and the Locked On Bills podcast. The Bills, of course, are a Super Bowl favorite and the the funnest team we've had here in Buffalo since the 06-07 Sabres uh, at the very least. Uh, Let's get to our sail across the Atlantic The Boston Bruins are the team I've been referencing all show that look unstoppable to begin the season. The Boston Bruins have a 6-1 record. They have a plus-10 goal differential. They have got David Pasternak leading the NHL in points with 12 points in seven games played. David Krejci uh, is back in the NHL after a, a year in the Czech Republic. He has eight points in seven games played. He's been a big boost for them. Patrice Bergeron is at seven points in seven games played. And Linus Allmark, Linus Allmark, who was starting to lose the starting job to Jeremy Swayman last season in Boston, he has taken the net by, I mean, by the horns to start this year. Allmark, in five games, five starts, has only allowed 11 goals, so almost exactly two goals per game allowed, a 936 save percentage, 5.4 goals saved above expected. In comparison, Jeremy Swayman, 4.3 goals below expectation, an 8.16 save percentage, and only two starts. He has allowed nine goals. Allmark's allowed 11 goals in five games. Swayman has allowed nine goals in two games. So Allmark off to a fabulous start. I mean, if he were able to put this up all season, it'd be the Ve- he'd be the Vesna winner. Uh, so good for him. We've always known he's been a good goaltender, especially at five on five. And he's off and running for Boston. But Boston, remember, they're doing this without Charlie McAvoy on the blue line, without Brad Marchand up front. Both of those players dealing with injuries. They'll be out for at least a month, uh, maybe even a little bit longer. Uh, I think they're probably getting a little bit lucky right now with the shooting percentage and the save percentage. I do think both of those things will regress a little bit. But Marchand and McAvoy's return might even out that regression. So, we wondered, would Boston be a team that could drop out of the Atlantic picture uh, to start the year? And could that be someone the Sabres could hypothetically catch in the standings? And that looks like that is not going to happen. Uh, that's at least the early signs here in the 22-23 NHL season. By the way, if you're wondering, has anybody actually been that team that looks like they might drop out of the Atlantic Division playoffs? It's teams that are not as believable that it will maintain, if you know what I mean. So Toronto, right? Toronto is four and three through seven games, but anyone believe Toronto is going to miss the playoffs entirely? I personally, I'm not there. Uh, and Tampa, Tampa has the tied for the worst record with Montreal in the Atlantic Division so far with a three and four record, but same thing. We really believe Tampa is going to do it. If, if it was Boston, it would be a little bit believable that had a start like this, but they've been the team that's been great. Uh, Toronto and Tampa, I'm just, I'm not buying it. Ottawa, by the way, they're off to a strong start. Same record as the Sabres at four and two. Detroit, three, one and two. Uh, technically 500, but uh, in the NHL, you know, not 500. So that's your sale across the Atlantic division. Uh, Boston, that win over the Dallas Stars. Um, just another impressive feat. Three to one uh, to beat Dallas. Uh, The record that was broken in the NHL. I love this record. I love it so much. The NHL's all-time Ironman streak. The player that has played the most games consecutive in NHL history, all-time, and not missed a game. 
Phil the Thrill Kessel. And I loved watching the Canadian media and especially the Toronto media having to shove it on Kessel. Because, you know, especially in Toronto, back in the day, the hot dog stuff, nonsense that Kessel would get, the claims that he was out of shape, uh, shove it. Because Kessel, whatever he did, it worked, right? You can't tell him it didn't work. You can't, even if you would argue he's not a fitness freak, who cares? He's got the same effect as being a fitness freak because he played, he's not missed a game in 13 seasons, 13 years. This dude hasn't missed a game. Uh, And by the way, Kessel, who plays for the Vegas Golden Knights, by the way, if you didn't know, uh, Kessel in his record-breaking game against the Sharks scores his 400th NHL goal. An awesome moment for Kessel, an awesome game for Kessel. And I love seeing it. I've always liked Kessel. He's always been kind of a a player I want to root for. Um, He's kind of the rebel. He's the rebel cause, right? Um, And really cool that he sets that record in the first place for the most games consecutive, 990 in a row. uh, And he scores his 400th goal at the same time. So shove it, Toronto. Uh, Vegas, by the way, they win again. Kind of ruining our Hack Eichel report. Uh, It's not as fun when they're winning, right? And um, yeah, they're 6-2, and top seed in the Pacific Division early on here. Uh, They're probably going to be really good all season, but we'll we'll pick our spots. We'll try to pick our spots and make fun of them along the way uh, if we can. So Vegas off to a strong start. Good for Phil Kessel. Happy to see him break that record. Um, He's been a pretty good addition for them so far, scoring a couple goals here and there. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. So what do we got next? We got the Sabres hosting the Montreal Canadiens. They're finally back home, a Thursday night meeting at 7 p.m. at Key Bank Center. So we will preview that game tomorrow. So come back for that here on Lockdown Sabres. Uh, Wherever you may be listening, be sure to hit us up with a question or a comment. Like and subscribe us. Always be appreciative of leave uh, when you leave a review as well at sneaky Joe sports. Follow me on Twitter at lockdown Sabres to follow the podcast account. And that's going to do it for us. Thanks for making lockdown Sabres your first listen every day. Now going to make your second listen locked on today's sports from the games that matter to the most, ah, I screwed up the read from the, <laughs> it happens from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local es- experts and insights only locked on can provide locked on sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Take two. We did it. Uh, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow here on lockdown Sabres later.